watching you all day, all day, all day, all day. Man, the thing you got behind you is amazing. to all our listeners around the world logged on to qnzradio.com and johnoradio.com of course i have to say good morning 
to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it's tuesday july 5th today we're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites thank you for joining me for coffee and toll world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Me Media Moments. That's M I Media Moments. On Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Oh, excuse me, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Hope everyone had a good long weekend for those who are in the U.S. and those who had Monday off. Hope you were able to get some things done, spend time with family and friends. I'm tired, I'm not gonna lie, I'm dead tired. Yesterday I had to cater to son number three and his friends. The catering didn't end until 12 midnight. Yeah, interesting. You know, I feel as though me and my husband, we work for these kids. <laughs> what you gonna do, right? What you gonna do? But we're gonna get into the headlines that we have coming up for you today. headlines we have coming up for you today we are not even looking on the international scene as we have more than enough going on this side of the world in news out of north america out of canada final settlement reached on indigenous child compensation california governor pardons woman sentenced to life as a teen in 90s for fatally shooting abuser New Jersey teen receives a 150-year prison sentence for killing four family members during 2017 New Year's Eve party. New York will now allow or will now require social media checks for gun license applicants. Two law enforcement officers shot during a 4th of July festival in Philadelphia. Suspect in custody after deadly Illinois July 4th parade shooting and Jalen Walker suffered at least 60 wounds in fatal police shooting, Akron Police Chief says, as authorities release body cam footage. In business and tech news, Spotify testing feature that allows users to create, record, and edit their own podcasts all within the app. Popeyes. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Plans to get rid of MSG in chicken by 2025. And Chick-fil-A remains America's favorite restaurant for the eighth year in a row. In sports news, jailed WNBA star Griner appeals to Biden, get me home. Baltimore Ravens Jalon Ferguson died of fentanyl and cocaine mix, says medical examiner. In the Caribbean corner, out of Grenada, Caricom should be more than a talk shop, 
says Prime Minister Mitchell. JSIF providing grants to micro-enterprises in targeted communities in Jamaica. And fewer Jamaicans deported from the U.S. in 2021. Also, out of Jamaica on the sports scene, Shaw leads Jamaica to victory against Jamaica in World Cup qualifier. Ladies soccer. Our story out of Latin America, Venezuelan migrant children struggle to access education. In Believe It or Not news, Bodega Bro loses job for TikTok video mocking NYC Bodegas. DJ slammed for playing Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud for prom queen in wheelchair when your legs don't work like they used to before. Texas man receives 10 years behind bars after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting a horse. Wealthy horse heiress charged with allegedly raping 14-year-old boy four times in one day. And in entertainment news, R. Kelly to remain on suicide watch following his 30-year sentence. It's for his own safety. Question. Are we still listening to his music or have we canceled him? We're going to be back with the details after this music break. Welcome everyone to Coffee in Tow. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me. Watching screens getting high, girl, you keep it so fly with your sweet honey buns. You was there when the money gone, you be there when the money comes. Off time, I can't lie, I love to get blow. You're my little sugar, I'm your little chulo. And every time we kick it, it's all to the groovy. Treat you like my sticky icky or my sweet ooey gooey. Sugar, how you get so fly? Sugar, 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 sugar, how you get so fly? Now I ain't worried about a thing, I just hit me a lick. I got a fat sack and a super fly chicken, uh-uh. If I ain't back, then you can say to a player. Cause do I? She fly like the planes in the air. That's right, she full grown, setting the wrong tone. I'm digging the energy and I'm loving the ozone. So fly like a dove. Fly like a raven, quick to politics with some fly conversation in a natural mood. And I'm a natural dude, and we some natural fools blowing out by the pool. She like my sexy cool mama, with blades on the provider, rocking Doja Cubana, hydro in the Cubana. I'm so glad to be yours You're a class or you're running Ooh, little cutie, when you talk to me I swear the whole world stops, you're my sweetheart And I'm so glad that you're mine You are one of a kind and You mean me what I mean to you And together, baby, there is nothing we won't do Cause if I got you I don't need money, I don't need cars Girl, you're my own And oh, I'm into you And girl, no one else would do With every kiss and every hug You 
you like Jordans on Saturday. I gotta have you and I cannot wait now. Hey, little shorty, say you care for me. You know I care for you. You know that I be true. You know that I won't lie. You know that I will try to be your everything. Yeah. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, M-I Media Moments, on Instagram Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend and thank you so much for making it here, getting here, being here with me. I know it's a struggle for many of us this morning. Um, I didn't get to bed until pretty late last night. Uh, yesterday was 4th of July in the U.S. Um, yeah, I don't really celebrate 4th of July per se, but I will not dull the excitement for my kids. They want their friends. Well, son number three. He originally said four friends were coming over. Um, yeah, let's just say that was a wish, right? More friends showed up. Luckily, we don't cater to the exact number, right? I think that's a Caribbean thing. <laughs> we always make sure we have in excess. <laughs> so thankfully, yeah. Um, so we spent yesterday catering to them. My husband, he did the jerk chicken on the grill. He did burgers, hot dogs. I made potato salad and mac and cheese. Um, had some pastry, snacks, 
yeah needless to say they had a couple times well they ate well they had fun and that's all that matters because with everything that's going on whatever you can create in your home in your little backyard if you have a backyard whatever you can do to make your confines comfortable do it make your home where you want to spend your time after all you're paid for it or you're paying for it right um no point spending money to pay rent or mortgage and you're not enjoying your house makes absolutely no sense to me none whatsoever so you know um with everything going on as i said we have to have a shift in focus and a a shift to look within and to see how we can um make sure that we are okay definitely all right thank you all again for tuning in to coffee until world news on the go and if we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views and we're gonna get the details started off and we're heading into stories out of north america heading up to canada for our first story a final settlement reached an indigenous child compensation and this story comes to us courtesy of al i'm so sorry russell i pressed the wrong thing you see it's not good to multitask sometimes multitasking you waste time russell my apologies i meant to hit the moderator button <laughs> oh please put um yeah let me let me get Rosola back on the stage here on clubhouse so for those of you who are listening online so on clubhouse when someone joins the space you uh you know you have the option to invite them up on the stage um make them a moderator so on and so forth but i pressed the wrong thing because i was looking out of the side of my eye versus looking directly at what i was doing and i put on uh, my co-host in the audience so i do apologize for so <laughs> i'll let it i'll let it go this time not a problem good morning everyone good morning <laughs> and, and let me say this i'm proud of myself too i didn't drink anything this weekend oh i did not lucky you i did and i'm kind of regretting it but you know (laughs) you know and i bought wine bought two bottles of wine but um didn't have not even a sip of wine it's just been water and coffee that's all i don't know if that's a good thing probably that's why i'm not seeing so good out of my side eye (laughs) i need to get my vision back in check but okay we're starting with our stories up in the north Sorry, happy happy belated treason day, yeah? <laughs> Good morning, sir. <laughs> I don't know why you're telling me. <laughs> you can tell the rest of the world, but not me. Be out it till the day I die, sir. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> so the Canadian government and the Assembly of First Nations AFN have announced that a final settlement has been reached on compensation for indigenous children who were discriminated against for years in the provision of government services. Canada said in a statement on Monday, today, yesterday, see, I mean, I even lost track of the week. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Canada said in a statement on Monday that the $15.55 billion, 20 billion Canadian deal marks the largest settlement agreement in the country's history. It still, though, needs to be approved by the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal and the Federal Court of Canada. After three decades of advocacy and months of negotiations, the AFN is pleased 
with reaching terms of this historic compensation agreement for our children and families, AFN Manitoba Regional Chief Cindy Woodhouse said in a statement. First Nations children have always deserved to be treated fairly and equitably. And this $20 billion compensation settlement recognizes that this was not the policy nor the practice. Indigenous leaders and community advocates have fought to get Canada to abide by a 2016 Canadian Human Rights Tribunal ruling that found the federal government had discriminated against Indigenous people in the provision of child and family services. This discrimination pushed more indigenous children into foster care, said the tribunal, which ordered Canada to pay each affected child $31,094 U.S. or $40,000 Canadian dollars, the maximum allowed under the Canadian Human Rights Act. According to census data, just more than 52% of children in foster care in 2016 were indigenous. While indigenous children made up only 7.7% of the country's total child population, Canada had admitted that its systems were discriminatory but repeatedly fought orders for it to pay compensation and fund reforms. Among others, children who were removed from their homes between April 1991 and the end of March 2022 under the First Nations Child and Family Services Program will be eligible for compensation, the government said. How are we feeling about that? 40000 That's the maximum allowed on the, under the Canadian Human Rights Act, which leads me to having other questions, James, not specific to Canada, but as I think about, um, for example, Jamaica, at this point, saying that we should pursue reparations, What does the, in the Human Rights Act say? Are we going to be capped out? 40,000 Canadian is the maximum that's allowed under the Canadian Human Rights Act. So are you able to seek restitution elsewhere? Or is that going to be it? Any further update on the matter up there, James? Or is that the same thing that you're hearing? If you're able to see. Good morning, James. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hope you had a, a wonderful weekend. I'm tired, lots, James. Lots of alcohol and, and burgers. That's the problem. <laughs> I didn't have any alcohol, not even a glass of wine. I was good this weekend, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I've, I've really been um, keeping up with, with it because I, I took... You know, our long weekend was this weekend too, so I took Ooh. a long weekend break from the news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, join the club. <laughs> yeah, so so the, the the only thing the only thing I really heard is that the Pope is like faking faking sickness, so he doesn't come to Canada. That's the only thing I hear. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's so like he's he's canceling some trips, saying that he's sick. So people suspect that he's faking and mm. he's planning to retire. Mm. <laughs> so mm. yeah but um I, I don't know but i guess if 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 the forty thousand dollars is is a cap then then the money that they, they announced don't make sense then because they pretty much wipe out the indigenous population so like you know that money don't don't really add up then there's not that much indigenous people in canada like if it's you know 
forty thousand per person for the, the the money that the, the billions of dollars that they announced. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I I don't know, but I guess we're not going to know until until years after, mm-hmm. because um, I think it's the same in a, in the US too, but they pretty much. They pretty much find other ways to devastate the community, mm-hmm. the indigenous community. So, so you know, um, they have the highest rate of suicide. I'm not sure if you know that right now. Like, um, they have a very high rate of suicide. They have high rate of prostitution. Um, they have um, a lot of addiction with different type of drugs. So it's almost like you wonder, like, $40,000 is like a good weekend for the for for some of those people now so you're paying um reparation pretty much to to someone or people that are broken and are not going to be able to to do anything with the money so yeah so it, it's it's i don't know it's it's a mess mm-hmm. it's a mess because there's a lot of stuff going on there a lot of you know young girls indigenous girls are still missing a lot of them are being raped and killed and just disappear and, and nobody's doing anything about it so the the money mm-hmm. it, it 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 feels like it's not going to make a difference in that community because the the, the community they, they're still doing stuff to kind of devastate our community as we speak so yeah yeah so let us hope james that there is more to it besides the cash right let us hope that there um is going to be something done about infrastructure meaning rebuilding the physical um rebuilding the physical community let us hope that there is going to be something along that line in addition to the 20 billion dollar compensation settlement yeah but at this at this point infrastructure right now is like the least because as i said like um they have a lot of problems in there like whenever um media go go inside the community to do, to do like investigative journalism and stuff like that mm-hmm. the amount of stuff that's happening in there as i said like they they have they're taking some some drugs that we're not even we've never heard of before like there, there's a lot of stuff going alcohol like alcoholism is is like like a like a epidemic in in the community mm-hmm. so like the, the community have to be fixed first like so let me um, ask you, James, people. but in terms of the alcoholism and drugs, right, the abuse of those things, don't you think infrastructure in the sense of rehabilitation centers would be a benefit? Yeah, yeah, it, it would. But I, I think it's more of a long term, a long term um, plan. OK. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to follow through with that, because a lot of people suspect that those stuff were deliberate. Deliberate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people are not going to be confident that the government is going to sit down and, and take time to go through and keep their promise. Right. You know, because, yeah. But I'll say this, though, James. You know, um, do I agree with the dollar figure? No. Do I think it should be more? Yes. Um, do I think there needs to be more than just the doling out of cash? Yes, of course. Um, but I'll say this. Sometimes we can do a lot with a little. We just have to be very strategic if it's a matter of pooling resources to see how we can um, have some sort of repair and advancement, uh, you know, in the community. That's something to look at. A lot of times we look and say, okay, somebody with a thousand dollars and somebody with a million dollars, 
And the truth sometimes is that the person with a thousand dollars is better off than the person with a million because they're thinking how they can, how can they um, multiply that thousand? The person with a million is thinking, how can I spend this? Right? So let us hope that the 40,000, which is not yet approved because it has to go through one more step, right? Before that money is dispersed. It has to go to the tribunal for approval. So let us say it gets approved, it gets dispersed. Let us hope that everyone will be very strategic with the 40,000 that they are allotted to see how they can um, increase that. And one of the problems too with, with, with some of those um, with politics mm -hmm. is that, that, you know, like Trudeau is like this, this Pope-like figure in Canada. Like he agrees to everything. So like he signed off and everything. And but the thing the thing with it is like with politics, those money, like stuff like that, when they approve stuff like that, it always do like some type of catwalk and take years. Ooh. And then it could take years and then the government would switch out and then the conservative government would come in and say, Nope, we didn't agree to that and just cut it off. Okay. So yes, a, a, a lot of stuff. So hopefully hopefully it works out, but this is what how always happened. Like he's he's the only one that is willing to come up front and apologize for certain stuff because other leaders have never done that before. Like he's a, the first one to, to apologize for what happened to the indigenous. Right. Like a conservative government is not going to do that. Right. And they, they especially like the Quebec government not going to do that. So. Okay. All right. Thank you, James. Appreciate your input. California governor pardons woman sentenced to the life as a teen in the nineties for fatally shooting abuser. The story comes to us courtesy of CNN. A California woman who was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole as a teenager for fatally shooting a man who abused and sex trafficked her was granted clemency on Friday by Governor Gavin Newsom. Sarah Crusan was 16 at the time of the shooting, according to the pardon. In 1995, Crusan was sentenced for first-degree murder and a four-year consecutive firearm enhancement was added to the life sentence. This is according to a copy of the pardon obtained by CNN. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger had commuted her sentence to 25 years to life in 2010, the pardon said. In 2013, Croissant was resentenced to 15 years to life for second-degree murder, plus a four-year firearm enhancement, a total term of 19 years to life. Croissant was released after serving 18 years in prison. Ms. Croissant committed a crime that took the life of the victim. Since then, Ms. Croissant has transformed her life and dedicated herself to community service. This act of clemency for Ms. Croissant does not minimize or forgive her conduct or the harm it caused. It does recognize the work she has done since to transform herself. According to a news release from Newsom's office, the governor granted 17 pardons, 15 commutations, and one medical reprieve on July 1st. Since taking office in 2019, yeah, Newsom has granted a total of 129 pardons, 123 commutations, and 35 reprieves, according to the release. Am I the only one finding an issue with this article? The part that says um, this act of clemency for Ms. Croissant does not minimize or forgive her conduct or the harm it caused. It does recognize the work she has done to transform herself. So let me ask you a question. Where to just allow ourselves to be raped and not do anything about it? 
It's okay. She served 18 years for killing her abuser and sex trafficker. And it's okay. You punish her for self-defense for 18 years and then have the nerve to say it does not minimize or forgive her conduct or the harm it caused? Really? Really? A wicked them wicked. She shouldn't even have served the 18 years, man. That's, that's just silly. Like, if they can pardon her now, why couldn't they do that all them years ago? Why is it taking 18 years for them to, for, for the penny to drop that? Okay, she was a victim and, you know what I mean? She did what she had to do. So if they could see that now, why can't they, wouldn't, couldn't they see that all them years ago? Waste off the woman's life. 18 years, you know. You know what that woman could have done, it potentially done in that 18 years? Mm -hmm. I know them people are wicked, man. And then the audacity circles for them to say, as if to say, we're doing you a favor. Now, I'm not saying that murder is right, but if she's doing it in self-defense to protect herself, you're telling me you have a problem with that? So she should just lie down and be raped and just sit there and be sex trafficked with nothing to happen to the rapist or the trafficker. But why am I surprised that someone would utter that statement when you see what just happened when rapists and traffickers were given a green light anyway? With Whether you want to agree with me, yes or no, with the reversal of Roe versus Wade, know why does anything surprise me anymore i don't know wasting my time getting my emotions all wrapped up in the, the things people say and the decisions that are meted out i don't know and the cheek of it they gave this woman 25 to life at the start right yep how, how much did Ghislaine maxwell get <laughs> 25 years 20 years and five years probation or so someone who was who did whatever they could to evade captivity gets 25 to life and someone who's actively facilitating so, nastiness mm -hmm. yeah they get less years mm -hmm. like how does this make sense i'm gonna and, let you know how it makes sense sir Kels. <laughs> maxwell is white and this young lady is not let's just leave it right there y yeah 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 true we're gonna leave it right there yeah um no money for her they haven't said they're gonna they should give her some money so she can set set herself up and start her life you know don't just release her give her some compensation because she was wrongfully convicted if you ask me but you see i remember watching something it was a sunday i remember watching i can't remember who it was on um on tv and the man said this that um when you have money your problems go away to some degree right um and i'm sure if she could have afforded good um counsel she probably would have escaped she could have had a good legal team to rally and fight for her defense but when you don't have the wherewithal when your hands are tied and you have to go with the um state defender public defender 
you're at their mercy because they're not fighting for you. The easiest thing for them to do is to say, take a plea deal or let's just do this. They're never going to see how they can get you off. It's not a public defender's job. They don't care. They're just there to get a paycheck, if you ask me. New Jersey teen who shot and killed four of his family members on New Year's Eve in 2017 has received a 150-year sentence. Scott Kologi, now 20, received the hefty sentence on Thursday during a Monmouth County Superior Court appearance. Kologi was convicted on all charges, including first-degree murder back in February. The, ju- the intention of this court is that this defendant will never see the light of the outside of a jail cell ever again, Judge Mark C. Lemieux said. I hope one day you realize the magnitude of what you've done. During a New Year's Eve party in 2017, Kologi fatally shot his 44-year-old mother, Linda, his 42-year-old father, Stephen Kologi, his 18-year-old sister, Brittany Kologi, and his grandfather's 70-year-old companion, Mary Schultz. Kologi was just 16 at the time of the murders. Kologi's brother and grandfather were at the home during the shooting. They were not injured during the massacre. Testimony during the trial revealed that Kologi told his mother that he had thoughts about killing people, including family members. His mother did not want him to disclose these thoughts to his therapist, fearing he would be hospitalized. Kologi's attorneys asked for a 30-year sentence, citing their client's severe mental illness. Defense attorney Emeka told the court that Kologi is a mentally ill child who begged his mother for help and never got it. Monmouth County Assistant Prosecutor Sean Brennan said in a statement that Kologi knew what he was doing and that he killed his family because he wanted to. Brennan pointed out during the hearing that the murders were planned. Stephen Kologi Sr.'s mother, Carol Kologi, asked the judge for some leniency. Instead of prison time, she asked the judge if Kologi could be sent somewhere to receive help for his mental illness. Although he was found guilty, I do believe Scott's mental condition is the impetus behind that night in 2017, Carol Kologi said. I'm asking the court for some compassion and understanding in this matter. One of Kologi's defense attorneys maintains that the sentence will be appealed. If he ends up serving out his sentence, he must serve 85% before he is eligible for parole. That means Kologi will serve at least 127 and a half years behind bars. Um, he ain't coming out. You know what? I don't see the point in giving them kind of mad sentences because no one's going to live that long. If you're going to give that long, I mean, I don't know. What state, is, what state was this in? This happened in New Jersey. So them not them not um death penalty there. Um, I don't know. Because it it don't make sense. If you're gonna give someone like more, let's put them in jail till them dead and sentence longer than where they're gonna live. You might as well just give them the death sentence. Yeah. Because you're just wasting taxpayers' money keeping someone like feeding someone in jail that's never gonna come out. What's the point? You're wasting jail space. They probably won't give the death sentence because new evidence because of the mental health element. And yeah. then and then also, um, circles, you may have the possibility that evidence may come up to prove an argument which, you know, could change the course of things. Okay, so then send him instead of wasting the jail cell space, send him to a, a mental health 
correctional facility. One of them, you know, like Arkham Asylum type thing, like right. a criminal, criminal mental home. Yeah. And just send him there for the rest of his life. You're wasting a, 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 a jail cell in a, in a normal prison. There's not like he's clearly not well. You can't. What what good? What purpose does he? You know. Imagine getting sent to prison and you're in in there with a lifer like a, a madman lifer like him. Like he's just going to be a terrorist in the prison. But let me ask you because he has nothing because he has nothing to lose. Exactly true. Let me ask you a question. If your child says to you, "Daddy, I'm thinking of killing people, including family members." Now you you are aware that your child has mental health issues. Your child, you have sought to it that your child is seeking therapy by, you know, going to a psychotherapist. And then your child turns to you and says, makes these statements. What do you do? Do you... Yes, the mother was wrong. The mother was wrong for not disclosing that. You know, she let her own kind of pride and, you know, kind of, you know, like, like, you know, from your child is already a bit disturbed. And then they start talking about is. There's two things. Either they start talking about suicide or start killing people. They're they're beyond your help. You like, although yes, no one wants to see their child hospitalized, but they're beyond your help. So you have to kind of. It will be irresponsible not to disclose that because, as I said, that he might not have done it at family. He might have gone to his high school and done it. Right. You understand. So, in a way, Nash, to me, the mother's kind of liable in this because she it's like you heard or you, you had an ink you know you knew that there was this could be a possibility and you done nothing about it right because of so to me life. she's culpable as well well she's dead he killed her killed his mother yeah well she 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 bore the brunt of the punishment then in it <laughs> yeah okay let me just check the chat to see if we have any comments here they have cut funding for mental health facilities which has caused most to close down. Thank you, Alta for that comment, and that's a shame. So do they really care about mental health? No, they don't, because you know what? In England, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that, but I'm not surprised, because in England, this is the same thing. A lot of the, not severe mental, because you still got the criminal mental homes like Broadmoor, etc. but a lot of the regular ones in the area, like, they're shut down. And now you have Holy Pamadman Awak Road that you never used to see before. Because all the little day centers where they used to send them and you know, you, you didn't you know, you see you always see one or two on the roads, but now it's it's crazy, it's, it's gone up like, you know? Yeah. And, and and it's for the same reasons. A lot of them buildings, um Obviously, we got the National Health Service, but because they're they're desperate for money, they've been selling off buildings, selling off buildings. Even police um, forces have been selling off police stations, you know, like the buildings, to raise money. You know, so yeah, it's true. It's, it's the same thing. There's less facilities. Yeah, so that's why they're going to be on road. And then when they cause a madness, now it's a problem. <laughs> Oh, boy. New York lawmakers are tightening their grip on gun control throughout the state by reviewing social media accounts of gun license applicants. On Friday, Governor Kathy Hochul signed the law outlining several measures that would provide added layers of security for residents seeking gun permits. Their actions 
come in response to the Supreme Court ruling the most Americans, or ruling that most Americans, reserve the right to own guns for personal protection, despite a rash of random shootings. The new rule will require anyone applying for a handgun license to provide a list of social media accounts they've maintained for the past three years. This is meant to verify an applicant's essential character, temperament, and judgment, and determine whether or not they can be trusted with a weapon. In the past, many mass shooters, such as Uvalde school shooter Salvador Ramos, outlined their plans on social media. Sometimes they're telegraphing their intent to cause harm to others, Governor Hochschild stated at a news conference. New York's new set of gun laws also requires four character references, 16 hours of firearms safety courses and two hours of practice at a range. Background checks will take place periodically to ensure that the gun owner is still within compliance to own the weapon. Applicants must provide the contact information of any adult living in their home. In accordance with the new procedure, the state will no longer issue permits to individuals who have been convicted of drunk driving, threatening behavior, or third-degree assault within the previous five years. The rules will go into effect on September 1st, though they will surely push, you know, get pushed back from gun enthusiasts and Republicans. Do I think this is going to help? No. I don't think so because I don't have to tell you or I can have many social media accounts and I can only tell you about one, the one that I think that is best for you to peruse. I don't have to disclose all my social media accounts to you. And how many times have we seen where mass shooters, for example, have no history of bad behavior, quote unquote. Clean slate, clean record, no issues. How many times have we seen that? Um, but I'm not going to dispel the idea or dispel the, the, that, mean saying no, throw that out. No, whatever you can do to help, because they say one ounce of, um, what is it? One ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Whatever we can do, right? Um, but to be honest, I don't think it's going to be that impactful you know it's not perfect but it's a start i think i think one thing i was think i was just talking about they, they posted it on social media already and i was gonna i was thinking like what if the person that owns the firearm goes and resells the firearm they could resell it irresponsibly to anybody so regardless it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah uh you know what Kay? as sir just said it's a start. And I, and, and I know I said this a couple of weeks ago. We need to just start and then make changes, make, amend, make amendments as we go along, right? Because we're never going to have a, a foolproof method. We're never going to have it so perfect. It's going to be trial and error. But the thing is to stay committed to the goal, the end goal. Um, if you find that this is not working, change. Let's try something else. Try different measures until we get it right. But at least it's a start, you know, for what it's worth. 
Uh, two police officers were shot during a July 4th celebration in Philadelphia, according to city police. A 36-year-old Philadelphia Highway Patrol officer suffered a graze wound to the forehead, and a 44-year-old Montgomery County Sheriff's deputy suffered a gunshot wound to the shoulder, according to Philadelphia Police Commission- Commissioner Daniel Outlaw. Both officers were providing security at a July 4th concert on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway when shots were fired around 9.47 p.m. just before the fireworks went off. Neither officer heard the gunshots before they were hit. We don't know if this was ricochet from celebratory gunfire. We don't know if this was intentional, Outlaw said. We're just extremely grateful this was not worse than it was. The officers were taken to Jefferson University Hospital, treated and discharged. Social media video of the incident, apparently filmed from a nearby building, shows large crowds of people running along Benjamin Franklin Parkway as lights from police cars and emergency vehicles flash in the street. There have been no arrests so far and no suspects in custody. Police said they're following several leads and are asking members of the public to come forward if they have any information regarding the shooting or video capturing what happened. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney said the day had been laid back and chill with good weather and an enjoyable concert. But we live in America and we have the Second Amendment and we have the Supreme Court of the United States telling everybody they can carry a gun wherever they want. This is what we have to live with. If I had the ability to take care of guns, I would, but the legislature will not let us. The U.S. Congress will not let us, he added. This is a gun country, so deal with it. That's my part, the deal with it part. Go right ahead, Kay. I was going to say, it's a coincidence that we just left a topic about gun control and about legalizing guns, and they still have a problem in a gun <laughs> state. <laughs> Listen. Oh, boy. Suspect in custody after deadly Illinois July 4th parade shooting. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering said while she didn't know where the gun used in Monday's mass shooting um, in her city came from, she told NBC, I do know that it was legally obtained. Rotering said she had known the shooting suspect, Robert E. Crimo III, or Crimo, as a child, and that she didn't believe he was previously known to police. Clean slate, right? Here we go. I know him as somebody who was a Cub Scout when I was the Cub Scout leader, the mayor told NBC. He was just a little boy. At least six people were killed in a shooting in downtown Highland Park. Um, Yeah, during the 4th of July parade and dozens were injured. Police took the suspect into custody on Monday evening. The mayor said several of Crimo's online postings reflected a plan and a desire to commit carnage for a long time in advance. And it's one of those things where you step back and you say, what happened? How did someone become this angry, this hateful, to then take it out on innocent people who literally were just having a family day out? Rogering said the focus in the discussion about the shooting should be about the fact that there are weapons of war on our streets, that people can legally obtain these and then take out dozens of people. Dr. David Baum, who treated victims in the Highland Park shooting on Monday described some of the horrific injuries he witnessed. Baum and his wife were at the parade and their grandson was a participant. When their family ran away from the shooting, the doctor ran toward the scene. Baum said some of the dead were blown up. 
The horrific scene of some of the bodies is unspeakable for the average person. Having been a physician, I've seen these things in ERs. You know, you do see lots of blood, but the bodies were literally, some of the bodies, it was evisceration from the power of this gun and the bullets. There was another person who had unspeakable head injury. We're going to return to talk a little bit more about that, and we do have the Jalen Walker incident to discuss. But we're going to take a quick music break. Here is Sia featuring Sean Paul. Rock with it, girl. Show them it, girl. Bada bang bang. Bunks with it, girl. Dance with it, girl. Get with it, girl. Bada bang bang. Come on, come on. Turn the radio on. It's Friday night, and I won't be long. Gotta do my hair, put my makeup on. It's Friday night. The whole 
whole world's addicted to the drama Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma Overseas, yeah, we tryna stop terrorism But we still got terrorists here living In the USA, the big CIA The Bloods and the Crips and the KKK But if you only have love for your own race Then you only leave space to discriminate And to discriminate only generates hate And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate Yeah, madness is what you demonstrate And that's exactly how anger works and operates Man, you gotta have love just to set it straight Take control of your mind and meditate Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all People killing, people dying Children hurt and you hear them crying Can you practice what you preach And would you turn the other cheek Father, 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 help us Send some guidance from above These people got me, got me questioning Where is the Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And this song is so riveting, so true. Black Eyed Peas did this quite a few years ago, and it still rings true today. Where is the love? And we're going to return with our stories out of North America right after this song. Whatever happened to the values of humanity Whatever happened to the fairness and equality Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity Lack of understanding leading us away from unity That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under Gotta keep my faith alive till love is found Now ask yourself One word, one word, we only got one word, one word, that's all we got, one word, one word, and something's wrong with it, yeah. something's wrong with it, yeah. something's wrong with the good world, world, yeah, we only got one word, one word, that's all we got, one word. 
once again says way. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. And a big thank you to everyone who's logged on on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to go ahead and download that app today. J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Google Play Store and your Apple Store. All right. Before the break, uh, we... I read the article about the suspect in custody after deadly Illinois July 4th parade shooting. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I, and it's sad. And I'm ashamed to have to say this. But I really don't know how to feel. I remember after the Uvalde shooting. I don't know if anybody in here remembers when I said this. Um, And there was the other incident. There have been so many. There was the other incident that happened after that. And I said, school's going to be out. I said, school is going to be out. So they will no longer be able to go into schools. The attack is going to come on gatherings, outdoor gatherings, malls, movie theaters. I said it. And I really... I'm sitting here and, and I'm saying to myself, wow, you called it. But I, I, I'm able to call it because of the landscape. After time, repetition, right? After you see the same behavior over and over again and you see the same occurrences over and over again, it's like a broken record. So you're expecting it. It hurts, yes, and I'm ashamed, yes, but it's just the truth of what we are existing in. This is what coexistence is now. You go out and you get back home. Thank you, Lord, I made it back home. That story where the man, the, the article says partner, I'm not sure if it's his wife or his girlfriend, it just says partner, and their two children. They're, the man had to... um grab his son the wife grabbed the daughter and they were running and ended up in different directions they became separated the man had to put his son in a dumpster and tell him to stay there while he went to go look for his wife and child whom he found in a mcdonald's salvador i think his name is yeah thank god for quick thinking You know, years ago, many, many years ago, I remember my father said, make your home as comfortable as you can. Have everything that you want at your home. Minimize your having to go out to certain places. And I was like, wow, that sounds weird. (laughs) But guess what? It's 2022. And that's where I am. Yesterday, um, last night, the kids were out in the streets playing with fireworks. I think a lot of the yards in the neighborhood were had fireworks going off. And we went across the street to one of our neighbors. He has literally transformed his backyard. Absolutely gorgeous. Making it comfortable because he don't want to go out. He's making sure he has everything there. 
And is that where we're headed, where we're going to be afraid to go out to enjoy gathering? Oh, you know what? I forgot that we're in the U.S. Sorry. I just don't know how to feel. Am I becoming numb to the whole situation? How do I get rid of this feeling, this attitude? What do I do to get rid of it? July just started. Still have to get, to get through August. This person went on top of a building. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants to say anything on this one before we move on to the other one. Please go right ahead. Seems like it's the way of life for us now, right? I just want to say it's just good morning, everyone. Good morning, Marlon. I don't know. I guess I feel the same way, but it's just sad. It is sad, sad, sad. And this young, I don't know what's going on with these young people. Um, I think I said it so many times before. We need to get a grip on these young people because something is wrong. Something is going on. I don't know what it is. But we, we need to get a grip on these young people. Yes, we can get gun control. We need that. But there's something else going on with these young people, and we need to get a hold of them. Something is wrong. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's appearance. I don't know if it's... I really don't know. I don't want to blame anyone. I don't want to blame anything. But something is wrong. And until we can figure out what's wrong with these young people... We're not gonna. We we're not gonna get a hold of what's going on. So there's something we need to get done, and we need to stop blaming mental illness and all this stuff. And I know it exists. I know that, but most of them, I think, is very spoiled and don't like to hear the word no. Cause that's one of the hardest two-letter word out there when they tell a child no because they're not used to hearing that no when it comes to certain things and we have to practice and teach that at a young age so they can sink in their big head so they know no is no because these kids are too spoiled um i don't know i don't know it's just sad yeah my parent my mom tells me i'm spoiled no i'm not oh i certainly heard no a lot I think I heard no more than I heard yes. I certainly did. Is it the parenting? Good question. Are we friends before we're parents? Or are we parents and then friends? And you know, Marlon, to some degree, I think that's a big problem. A lot of parents are choosing to be their, their child's friend before being their parent not understanding that there needs to be a balance now i will say back in my time yes my parents were strict as heck strict and i thought the world was going to come to an end how strict they were 
But um, not once did I ever have these unspeakable thoughts to go out there and just play out carnage. This dressing up, being identical, it's all cute. It's really cute. But is that what parenting is? Are we afraid to have those hard conversations with our children? Conversations about life, about being good people. Are we having those conversations about self-respect and respecting others? I don't think so. I think we're all self-centered, everybody for themselves. And everybody only concerned about their nucleus. Outside of that, we don't really care. And it's playing out. That's out the doors. Uh, Out the door, she says. Self-respect and respecting adults and respecting others. Um, I don't think parents are teaching that. Um, Or whoever is growing these kids, they're not teaching that. Because you just look at these kids nowadays growing up, how disrespectful they are, you know, to, to the elders. You know, growing up back in the day, you can't even disrespect your neighbor. You're nobody in the street, you know, and they just, they're so disrespectful now and it's, it's engraved in them and parents do not, they, they don't discipline their child. I'm not saying you're going to abuse them, but you need to talk to them, you know, um, instill certain things in them, make sure that, you know, certain things not going on, you know, f- trying to figure them out. And I understand things have changed. I understand people have to work. I understand there's a lot going on in people's lives. But when you have kids, you have a responsibility. So you have to find time for your child. You cannot, yes, I know you might end up losing a meal or a paycheck, but you need to find time for your child. You have to. You can't let TV or video games radio raise your child either. You have to find time. Sometime, because if you don't, you're going to be sorry and other people are going to suffer because you don't find time to instill certain things into your, into your kid. We have to find the time and stop partying or relying on other people or other things to grow our kids. And I think personally... That's one of the one of the problem. We don't have time for our own kids because some of us don't can't stand our kids, wow. or we, or we are afraid of our own kids, you know. And if you know you're gonna, I don't know, I don't know. But some parents, I don't know what to say. It's just sad. Thank you, Marlon. A 25-year-old black man suffered at least 60 wounds when police officers fatally shot him last week following a high-speed chase during which the man fired a gun out the driver's side window, authorities said. Jalen Walker was unarmed at the time he was killed, though a gun was recovered from his car after the shooting in Akron, Ohio. Police Chief Stephen Milet said at the news conference on Sunday when police released large portions of body camera videos from 13 officers who were at the scene, prompting more questions about Walker's death on June 27. 
The shooting remains under investigation by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations. According to Milet, eight police officers fired their weapons following the vehicle pursuit and a short foot chase, believing Walker was turning towards them, reaching towards his waist and moving into a firing position. While a medical examiner's report found Walker suffered at least 60 wounds, the medical examiner is still working to determine how many times he was shot and which wounds are entrance wounds and which are exit wounds. The BCI has yet to confirm the number of times Walker was shot, and it's still not known how many rounds police officers fired. However, based on the fire, on the video, sorry, I anticipate that number to be high. A lot of rounds were fired. The incident began at about 12.30 a.m. last Monday when police say Walker fled as officers attempted to initiate a traffic stop for traffic and equipment violations. About 40 seconds after the pursuit began, police say a gunshot was fired from Walker's vehicle. That changes the whole nature of the traffic stop, Milet said on Sunday. It went from being a routine traffic stop to now a public safety issue. And then the pursuit continued. After several minutes, Walker got out of his car and fled on foot. Officers deployed tasers, but they were unsuccessful in subduing Walker. The incident ended up soon after, or ended soon after when, according to a police timeline, Walker stopped and quickly turned towards the officers, and officers discharged their weapons. At least one officer can be heard near the end of the videos that were released, shouting, cease fire. The eight officers who Mallet said were directly involved in the shooting have all been placed on administrative leave per department policy. According to information released by the city, seven of the officers are white and one is black. The video is something that should never ever have to be seen, Ken Abarno, an attorney for Walker's family, said in a separate news conference on Sunday. Each time I've watched the video, it's got worse for me. Every movement that I see, every shot that I hear, and every time that I see Jalen lying on the ground just gets more horrific. How the shooting unfolded, the video released by police, includes footage from the body-worn cameras of 13 officers who were at the scene. According to police, the events that led to the shooting began at around 12 30 a.m. when police attempted to stop him he was driving a silver buick and the the stop was for traffic and equipment violations about 40 seconds after walker drove away from police a sound consistent with a gunshot can be heard on the body-worn cameras of the officers police said in a narrated video timeline of the incident police also said a flash of light could be seen on the driver's side of the car at the time of the sound Milet said officers retrieved a shell casing near the scene of the attempted traffic that was consistent with the firearm that Mr. Walker had in his vehicle. The BCI will determine whether or not that casing came from the gun or not. He added that a traffic camera captured what we believe to be a muzzle flash coming out of the car. Again, the BCI will be determining whether or not this is the case. Toward the end of the pursuit, some of the footage shows the silver car Walker was driving, stopping before he begins to exit the driver's side of the vehicle. At least one officer shouts, let me see your hands, and tells him not to move. The video shows Walker getting back into the car, which slowly moves forward. He is then seen getting out of the passenger side door and running from officers. 
The police narration of the video says officers attempted to safely take the suspect into custody by deploying their tasers and shows a still frame of an officer deploying a taser. The tasers were unsuccessful and Walker continued to run, the narration says. At least one officer yells for Walker to show his hands. One video shows. The foot chase continued for several seconds and at one point, Walker stopped and quickly turned towards the pursuing officer. Officers reacted by discharging their firearms, striking the suspect. Dozens of gunshots are heard over seven seconds as officers fire at Walker. Several videos show. Um, again, I, I, I don't know how to feel. Don't know how to feel. Don't know how to feel. Um, so, of course, we know there are um, protests and marches. Um, it is said that each officer is cooperating fully within the, with the independent investigation that is being conducted by the BCI. Um, it's heartbreaking. Might be rough. It might be tough. It's gonna be hard. Some people probably not want to hear it. But my thing is, why did he run? That's it. Um. Why did he take off? I know. Go ahead, Martin. I'm sorry. Uh, I start. It's okay. I understand. He might. I'm. Not, I'm just assuming. I'm not gonna. I'm not nobody go here judge me and say I'm saying something wrong or whatever. I'm assuming he has something illegal in his car. But don't you know if you run from the police, 99% of the chance, especially nowadays for the past, what, two, two, well, it's been going on a long time, but, but for the past two or three years, we never come out alive. So they'd rather you just pull over, go to jail, take, get a lawyer, and if, if that's if you're doing something wrong. Um, why did you run? Because it's never going to end good when you run from the police in this country. Never. It's rarely when you run, especially as a black man, running from the police. And if they say they see a, 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 a muzzle or a gun or whatever, most most of the time you're going to be dead. And if, if eight of them shooting at you, you're going to have more than six of shots coming at you. Yeah. Just run. And this is what I teach my sons. Something, if you're doing something wrong, and none of us are perfect, and we all have done something we regret and stuff we don't want to talk about and whatever, been there many a times. Don't run. If something is wrong in your car and you know something is wrong, are you doing something wrong? Pull over, go to jail, we fix it, we work on it, whatever. Because at least you have a chance to live and speak about what's going on. When you're dead, you have nothing to say. Yeah. I'd rather you kill me to my face right there than gun me down running. That's how I look at it. People might say I'm foolish. But you're right. It never ends well, and it's never going to end well. Go ahead, naturalist. Good morning. Good morning. 
I don't really think running is a problem. I mean, look how many times we have had the same exact same result, and uh, we never running. We weren't running. To me, something wrong with the story. Because uh, I'm a bad man. I mean, I shoot up a police. Why am I going to get in my car and just leave the gun in the car and start running? Why am I not going to grab my gun to protect myself? And I, and I don't think running from police should end up in a, in a, in a death sentence, especially if it was a traffic violation. I don't know. Something smells in the, in the story. And just like uh, the, you know, the, the shooting in Texas with those police, every day the story change, I guarantee you, as the days go along, story is going to keep on changing. So don't be surprised to come back that the gun that they found in the car, I would never, it was never fired. Or the casing does not, does not match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something just don't sound right. I agree. Your running should not result in death. It shouldn't. But when you look at the statistics, how many people who have run from the cops come back alive? Are apprehended and allowed to live? How many? It's sad to say, but if you're white, you have a better chance of coming back alive. Yeah. It's sad. I know it don't sound right, but it is true. Yeah. As you said, Marlon, mm-hmm. you know, I just say once again, a murderer is taken into custody. Um, they just kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, someone that supposedly didn't have a gun at the time end up dying. Yeah. It's, it's the norm, naturalist. It's the norm. That's why I say I don't know how to feel. It's as though I'm now numb to everything. It's just another day in the neighborhood. I think someone else had opened their mic. Please go right ahead. Yeah, it's Otada. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Otada. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Surviving. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's two parts for me on the on this story. Because as I'm thinking as an officer, if you are aware that there is um, a weapon in play and it has been discharged... If the suspect is running away from you and makes an overt movement um, towards you, 90% of officers are going to um, fire without seeing um, a weapon because they're in their mind that there is already a weapon present. Even though in training it tells you look for the weapon um, that is if it's going to be pointed at you because you're still going to be held responsible for what you are about to do. So, in in essence, I kind of feel what the officers did might might in their minds is justified because there there has been known to be a weapon in play. If that part is true, um, and they have noticed a, a muzzle fire or whatever the cameras show, if that is in play, then in their mind they're they're in imminent danger if the suspect does turn and make an overt movement too or or stance to look like he's going to fire something. And especially if it's at night. In a broad daylight, that's a little, a little different story. So um, the other factor is that if there was no weapon in play or um, they couldn't see a weapon, they better be sure. I mean, the ME should um, test for gunpowder residue on the suspect's hands. That would show um, their justification right there. If not, it's a world of trouble for all those officers, or should be. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, as Marlon said, we talk to our boys. They get stopped. Here's what you do. At least at the end of the day. And the other thing we tell them, you get stopped. You get us on the phone so we can hear what's going on. Um, at the end of the day, you can only protect yourself the best way you can know how to. I don't know. I will say this, though, um, as it relates to the protests. I'm not going out there to protest. I'm not. And here is why. Because, and it's okay, you don't have to agree with me. This is just me, my personal reason, decision and reason. I'm not going out there to protest an officer killing a black man because we kill each other every day and we don't protest killing each other. We're not asking for us to stop killing each other. When there are gun battles going off in neighborhoods, nobody, I don't see the community rallying together and say, come on, we need to take our communities back. We need to save each other instead of killing each other. It's okay to kill each other, but the minute an officer kills one of us, we have a problem and want to take to the streets. There shouldn't be killing on either side. Officers should not be killing suspects or alleged suspects. Officers should not be killing innocent people. And we shouldn't be doing it to each other. We should not be doing it to each other. Our life, the, the message I get through these actions is that our life only has value when we're gunned down by an officer. But when we're gunning each other down, we, have, we, we don't care. We don't care. Well, I, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of um of that analogy. And uh, the, the truth is, whenever the criminals in the street are uh, gunned on people, and uh, they are caught, they are they are accountable. The criminals in the street is that trained to um, serve and protect uh, police officers. Um, that is the solemn duty actually um to serve and protect. So I think it is a big difference uh, when they do it. Uh, compared to when an individual does it. And there are folks who are always talking about uh, bringing love and unity in the community and, and stop the violence and all these things. So it's not like it's, it's, not, be, it's not being done. And if, if, protest, if protests did not work, we would not achieve many of the quote-unquote things that uh, we have achieved in this country because it's only when you make noise and burn things and do these kind of things, that's the only time it seems like you, 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 you ride a feather uh, when they can actually feel it. So... I'm going to agree this on this one. <laughs> okay. Well, if they're having the, 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 the call to action within the communities for us to look after each other and look out for each other and preserve each other, they need to bring it to the forefront. They need to, because I think I've only heard about one. But you have to also understand that, like, like BET is a, a waste of time and a waste of money. The media is owned by uh, by the corporation, and they're only pushing one part of the narrative because that fits into what their agenda their agenda is. So they're not going to tell you about all the good things that's that's happening in the black community. All the men who are out there trying to influence these young kids to actually um, do the right thing. All the black men who are, who are great mentors and who are saving countless kids mm -hmm. from actually going down the wrong path. You, you, you don't hear that because they don't want you to 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 to, to hear to know those things. Just like when you think of Africa. I think of American media, 
all they show you is starvation. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't show you the greatness that Africa is by itself. So as long as it fit into their narrative, why are we not calling for? You know what? White people mentally is I almost curse. Mentally is weak. Mm-hmm. They are mentally inferior. They need some help because it it seems like they're the one that's um, struggling so much from this quote unquote excuse this mental illness mm-hmm. which is a serious thing i don't want to de- diminish it but it seems like they're the one who are struggling most from it. so what are what is the solution for them if it's yeah. their mental issue i'll let it right there i'm really thank you naturalist thank you yeah i don't know i don't know which direction we're headed in as a country i don't know which direction we're headed in as a people um but somehow, everything that's going on lately kind of reminds me of the seven plagues. Kind of reminds me of the whole Pharaoh story when he refused to let the Israelites go. Hearts hardened. Not wanting for change. Th- that's what I'm seeing. We are not, we say we want it, but we don't want it. We say we want the country to heal. We want hearts to heal. But we really don't want it. And that's portrayed in our interaction with even the people we know on a personal level. Believe it or not, it starts right there as a small grain that's planted and it just festers. I don't know what, what's going to happen. I don't know where we're going to be in five, ten years as a nation. If I'm alive, God willing. I don't know. I don't know. But each day that we have the opportunity to live. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you're a criminal or not, a suspect or not. It doesn't matter who you are. Any one of us can be going about our business peaceably and something just turns. Any one of us. So we ought not sit here and think we are so special and that it can't happen to us. Let us not take any second of our life for granted. We don't know. If when we get pulled over, what's going to happen? We don't know. We don't know what goes through the mind of someone, why they decide to run out of their car. We don't know. Fair cripples, when people are, um, it's so weird, when I have, Two of my sons, they're boom, 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 boom on your door. And I'm like, what the heck? Your heart starts racing and you jump because you're startled. And I'm like, can you guys please stop knocking on the door like that? And every time, boom, 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 boom. It's like, damn, are you the popo? So I understand we get startled. Because if I react that way, I can just imagine how others react when they're faced with the law or with law enforcement. Let me say that. I don't know. 
how would we react so it's all well and good for us myself included to sit here and say this and say that and this is how they should have reacted and blah. but the truth of the matter is this we don't know but what we do know is that police officers have been trained with how to respond they have been trained and if i'm not mistaken from what i gathered based on what Otada said pulling your weapon should be the last means because once you pull that i'm gonna tell anybody you're going to point a gun at me kill me don't just point it at me just kill me and be done but that's last resort so at the end of the day i have to agree police officers are the ones who need to be level-headed and in control and be in control in all instances not only in the instance when you're able to apprehend someone who has committed mass murder but also when you pull somebody over and they decide to run let them run long run short catch you'll catch them another time i guarantee you if you didn't get a hold of them at that point you will get a hold of them again and naturalist to some degree i have to agree with you that there is more to the story because why does it take uh 13 officers for one person a traffic stop They do it all the time. You just see it in, in just around town, and they, they pull somebody over. They got more than one car on that one, and that caught one car. So, is it for is it for protection? I don't know. But thirteen cars is a lot. That's a lot uh, for one person. So I don't know if there was. I don't, I really don't know what was going on there. That's a lot. Uh, but naturally said something, and I, I agree with him where there's a lot of people in the neighborhood doing their um, mentors, you know, trying to help and save the the hood, if you want to say that. They're there. They're just not put out there in the spotlight. They're not, the media is not out there, you know, putting them in the forefront. Um, nobody really doing it. I mean, rarely you see it on TV. It's very rare you see a media talk to someone who's trying to help the neighborhood because the neighborhoods do need help. I don't care what neighborhood you come from. We do need help. And you got people out there doing it. We just don't see it as much as we should because when something goes wrong or something bad happened, the media is all about um, viewership and that's how some make their money. So if you're not putting something out there where going to bring the viewership on then they're probably not going to put it out that's why they go in certain areas or highlight certain things because it's all about money and you cannot put everything on money i that this is my personal opinion i think that's what they do so the, the little man in and in, in, in somewhere trying to help these little kids in the basket you know basketball stuff but just let them do things so they can take their mind off uh, crime it's rarely you see those guys get highlighted. Very rare. So let me ask you a question, Marlon. Shouldn't we then, since we can't rely 
on media outlets to do it for us. We have the power to do it for ourselves. Shouldn't we then normalize seeing this by putting it up there on social media? Because social media, to me, is more um, influential than you sitting in front of ABC and any of these news outlets, if you ask me, and watching the news. Because a lot of times you hear about stories on social media before you hear about it on the news, right? So why can't we normalize the good that's being done within our communities so that there is a sense of hope? So that people can say, you know something? Yeah, I like that. Let me get involved in that. Why is it it only happens? Why is it only brought to the forefront when LeBron James does it? Or when any other athlete or, or celebrity does it, why is it that the common person like yourself or myself, why aren't we brought to the forefront to show people, hey, there is a lot of good in us. Why are we relying on them to do it for us? And BT is owned by, well, was owned or is owned by Viacom, which is owned by the white man. So again, we can't rely on that outlet. We need to do it for ourselves. We have the outlet. You can start a business with the phone. Why can't we promote good with our phone? I agree. Um, I agree. I don't know why we can't do it. I think some of us try or some of us is doing it, but it's just not um, It's just not getting out there with the way it's supposed to. Um, I believe a lot of people try, you know, posting it, doing other things. But for some reason, it's either, um, like for instance, probably Instagram or whatever, because sometimes I think they block your stuff. Oh, I yeah. think <laughs> I think doing good or trying to help people, and it's not a bunch of mix up or a bunch of craziness. They and they think they block. I believe so. I believe a lot of people try, and they get fed up because they've been blocked when they post in certain things in the neighborhood or whatever. They're trying to help people, so everything is about money and 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 these medias or social media, whatever. I think they block a lot of these people things. Mm -hmm. That's why. You them out there okay. all right um let's see let us see because we we know what we're faced with and um sad to say another day in the neighborhood should it be should i be feeling this way no should i be angry upset enraged concerned yes but it's becoming the norm or it is the norm, but we're more aware of it now because of what they choose to put out to gain numbers, right? Yeah. We're going to take another quick music break, and when we return, we will have our business and tech news. No health and science news today, but yeah. So here's a little bit more music. Here's the real Shaggy. It wasn't it. Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. Yo, what you want, man? My girl just caught me. You made her catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. But who? The girl next door, you know? Nah. I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. Alright. Honey came in and she got me red-handed, creeping with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom door. How could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All this time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off me. Oh, you're pretty, no man, access to your villa. Just 
Cause I'm not witness all of your clean on your pillar You better watch your back before she turn into a killer Just review the situation that you call the pinna To be a true player you have to know how to play If she say a night can be so say a day Never admit to a word where she say And if she claim a you tell her baby no way But she got me on the counter Wasn't me Saw me banging on the sofa Wasn't me I even had her in the shower Wasn't me She even caught me on camera Wasn't me She saw the marks on my shoulder Wasn't me Heard the words that I told her Wasn't me Heard the screams getting louder Wasn't me She stayed until it was over Honey came in and she got me red-handed Creepy with the girl next door Picture this, we were both but naked Banging on the bathroom
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, M-I-MediaMoments. On Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me, and that's M-I underscore media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments With Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. It's Tuesday, July 5th. Short week for those of us who had a holiday yesterday or had the day off. We're listening to yesterday's hits and today's favorites. We have business and tech news coming up right after this song. Timbaland featuring Carrie Hilson. The way I are. Thank you so much for choosing to be here for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. And now it's time for business and tech news. Spotify testing feature that allows users to create, record, and edit their own podcasts all within the app. Yes, Spotify is now testing that new feature. Are we here for it? Let's see. TechCrunch reports that Spotify launched the function in New Zealand in June. Michael Mignano, a departing Spotify executive, announced the debut on Twitter and noted that extra tools or hardware were not required. Mignano's post included a link to another tweet from Spotify New Zealand with a video showcasing the podcasting functionality. The Spotify app's bottom right plus button provides access to the feature. Users can tap it and then select record podcast. Additionally, there is a create playlist option. Users who choose the option to record a podcast will be redirected to a landing page where they may tap record to begin recording. Users will have the opportunity to record in one take or pause the process to take breaks. 
They can also modify their recorded video once they are done by adding background music from a library of pre-made tracks or trimming the audio. Users can also tag a podcast or song and provide a title and description. According to TechCrunch, it's unclear whether or not the podcast creation tool will be available in other areas. Additionally, it's unclear whether podcast creators will have access to tools like analytics. I, I kind of like the idea. Can we bring it to the U.S. so we can test it here? Um, sounds like it's going to make life easier. Um, so you hear me talk about, you know, following the Moments With Me media YouTube channel. You may go there. Listen, I've been going through a lot of crinkles, ironing out some wrinkles. You'll go there. You'll only see a couple of videos posted up right now. Um, if my videos that I put up are removed because of copyright infringement, which I just don't get. But anyway, whatever. Because I do pay for the songs that are used. They are the platforms that I use to source the music. I have to pay, right? They're not free. But yet, copyright infringement. Um but there is so much content that needs to be put up, but I have to do a lot of editing. And you have to edit out these people's songs and you have to stitch and it's a lot of work. So it sounds as though Spotify may be heading down the right path with this. I would love to be able to test something like that to see how it works. It sounds like an all-in-one shop. Let's see. Hopefully they bring it here. Can we drum up some support to get it here to test it? I hope. So the famous Popeye's Louisiana kitchen loved that chicken from Popeye's, making steps toward ridding its chicken of monosodium glutamate, commonly known as MSG. The restaurants now plans to eliminate um, the flavor enhancer out of their chicken by 2025, three years later than, it pre than its previous commitment to remove it by the end of 2022. Well, Popeyes blames the delay on supply chain issues, but insists the company is still moving to a more natural, enhanced menu without artificial flavors or preservatives. We're currently testing all clean ingredients in our batter, breading, and sandwiches in a few U.S. markets, and we expect to be on track to an all-clean menu nationwide by 2025. We had hoped to achieve this earlier, however... Our process of testing new ingredients and getting extensive guest feedback on recipe changes has been slowed down by a challenging supply chain environment. This is what Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen told Bloomberg. MSG is a type of sodium salt that enhances the flavor of foods. Though it may taste good, the ingredient has received much backlash and has been deemed unhealthy as some side effects include nausea, headaches, and sensitive stomachs. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration says MSG is safe, though. Restaurants like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A have the additive, but restaurants have been trying to improve the health of the environmental impact by removing artificial flavors and preservatives. With the supply chain crisis, many restaurants hoping to get rid of MSG sooner have run into issues with replacing the additives. Chipotle Mexican Grill still struggles to source humane certified chicken according to Fortune. Um, can I make a suggestion to these companies that use a lot of chicken, especially these large restaurant chains? Grow your own chickens. Have your own chicken farms. That's the only thing I can suggest. That's what I would do. 
if I had um, a company that huge. There is a farmer's market that occasionally we go to here in Miami, and they actually have their own chicken farm. They sell their own chickens, sell their own eggs. Um, what else they sell that's their own again, Marlon? I think their own coconuts. Um a couple more things yeah if you can if you have a business and of especially of a grand magnitude that's nationwide there's so much remote land out there acquire some and get to growing something you know that's how you can come up with your humane certified chicken if you're you're struggling to source it elsewhere and chickens don't take that long to grow okay and you don't have to pump them up with um what you call it these chemicals that they oh my gosh hormones and all, you don't have to do that they grow pretty quickly you have a little patience but you know that though that some of them do have their their own farms sorry james i'll be done in a minute um they do some of them do have it it's just after they kill the chicken they have to put that thing in uh whatever chemical they put in there to um basically for me the to cure i don't know to cure it to whatever whatever they do with it but I think they, they, they do have their own farms, but they inject the chicken tuckers. They have, I don't know. They don't have to, but that's what they do. But you know and why they inject the chickens, Marlon? Because we want bigger chicken. We, what I've been guilty of it in the past. I've stopped. Now there's one particular brand that we purchase um, that uh, I think the farm is up in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. It's supposed to be no. It's supposed to be chemical free. Let me just use that word, chemical free. It's supposed to be all natural, right? Um, and you clearly it seems so because the thighs are smaller, the legs are smaller. When you look at other supermarkets and you see the bags of chicken, or you go to some places and you get the case of chicken, everybody's looking for the big pieces that are almost as big as a turkey yeah because it could stretch it could stretch <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize when you cut up that chicken and let's say you're gonna make brown stew chicken or curry chicken and you cut up that chicken you season it up you don't have to put any water in that pot none it springs its own water i'm like wow it's like magic it's like the bananas. The bananas here are almost as big as plantains. But that's what people want. People want bigger. They go for the bigger onions, the bigger sweet peppers, the bigger everything, the bigger cucumbers, the bigger carrots. Not realized now. Hold, hold on a second. Something is off here. We've been fed that for so long. And I've, I've seen it in Jamaica too because when I was back in Jamaica, people are they want the big imported chicken. They they prefer that over the local chicken. But if you ask me, local chicken tastes way better than the imported chicken. And I've found that since we've switched brands of chicken that we purchase, it tastes better. And you don't have to put MSG in the chicken. You don't have to put any of that. You can use natural seasoning but james you are going to ask a, you are going to say something i want to ask you a question you're in the restaurant business i want to ask you this question are you allowed to season up your chicken and let it marinate overnight or you have to season it when you're going to cook it well i'm um, most of the stuff that i do like i season it up for like like roughly three days okay 
so it's soak. But the the the, the MSG thing, it's 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 nonsense. Like there's no supply chain issue or anything like that. The the thing why they don't want to stop using the MSG is because it allowed them to to make a way more profit. So it's not it's not like a supply chain issue, nothing like that. Like there's so much seasoning out there, like so they're making it sound like okay, you know, supply and demand, but nothing nothing like that. If if you ever use MSG before, it's like a teaspoon of MSG can can you can put a teaspoon of MSG in a pot in a pot like a rice and peas for like fifty people and it flavor it up. So that's why they don't Hold that's on, why let me ask a question, James. The MSG then, are you saying it replaces the seasoning that you're not you know, you put your scallion, your thyme, your garlic? Okay, so let me tell but, you how I do my rice and peas, right? Besides the coconut, I don't use the tin coconut milk. I, I use the cream. So besides that, I use um, cloves, uh, bay leaf to cook the peas. And then, you know, after the peas, go ahead and put in scallion, thyme, scotch bonnet, pepper, garlic. Yeah, that's it. I don't put salt for purpose in my rice and peas, and you don't really miss it. Well, the thing is, it's like how salt, because salt, a lot of people don't know, like salt, like pretty much like quadruple, like any flavors that you're, 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 you're using. So that's why people use salt in baking and stuff like that too. Like if, if you're baking a cake and you put sugar and you add salt, the salt will, will, will pretty much like triple the flavor and enhance the flavor of what you're baking. Right. So the MSG acts similar to that, but the MSG is like, like you'd say, like one teaspoon of salt, like one teaspoon of MSG would be like about 10 teaspoons of salt. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, so, but, but, but it's not good. Like, apparently, like, it's not good for your body. Like, it, 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 um, affect your bone and stuff like that. So, mm. <clears throat> I think, I think in most countries, I think in Canada, I'm not sure if, if, but most countries, you're not allowed to cook with it. Like, um, like a lot of restaurants here, like people go in and the first thing they ask you, if you use MSG and if you use it, they're walking out. So, oh, okay. yeah, because it's not good. Is and, that and what you call accent, James? That's accent, right? Is that the yeah. name of it? Accent. Okay. okay. And, and, um, and the thing with the chicken, too, I, what, what's happening now, there's, there's some of the companies here, what they do, like, and they, when, when they, um, doing the chicken they pump the chicken with water so okay that's why the chicken springs so much water when you put yeah. it in the pot okay yeah gotcha. they pump it so like so like sometimes like if you if you go anywhere and you see like any of those frozen type of stuff they pump it and then they have like a um one of those freezer what they call them like a flash freezer yep. mm -hmm. it, it 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 go like minus a thousand or something like that minus 500 to minus a thousand so like you run it, you run anything through it for like um, 30 seconds and it just freeze solid. But 30 seconds. So, so, so what they do, they, 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 they um, pump water in a lot of these stuff. And that's why, you know, like if you, if you like a lot of the restaurants, when you're working at a restaurant and you, you, you buy like cases of chicken and it's like 50 pounds. Like ten pound is water. Is water? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, what they do. That's a ripoff. That yep. is a ripoff. You know what it reminds me of? 
not quite similar, right? But just a reminder, I remember when we were living in Atlanta and we'd go to um, this supermarket that they sell a lot of Caribbean products. Um, I remember, you know, going to the back and ordering for them to clean up some snapper for me. And another man came by. He, I don't remember what, where he's from, but he wasn't American. And I'm not, I don't think he was from a Caribbean island. I want to think he was from a country in Africa. But um, anyway, that's besides the point. I remember he asked the man, you know, he selected his snapper. And I'm standing there waiting for them to clean up and scale and gut out and give them, bag them up and give them to me. So the man says to the guy, oh, I don't cut off the head. I don't want them. I'm like, you don't want the fish head? Can I get your fish head? Oh, my God. The people behind the counter were not happy because after and as I, oh, you think y'all slick. That's what y'all do. So they weigh the entire fish from mouth to tip of the tail. You tell and they're charging you for that. You tell them you don't want the head. They cut off the head. And then they turn around and sell the head again. So I'm like, oh, that's what y'all do. Huh. That's how y'all increase your profit line on fish. You you live for people who don't want the head. Yeah. Okay, I think I guess it's a bit smart business move, but I don't I that's something I wouldn't do. If and I wouldn't be upset if you don't want the head. If I'm if you say to me you don't want the head, cut off the head, sell the head separate. A lot of people buy fish head. Yeah. It kind of remind me of that, James. That's what I remembered. Sorry. I had to give my little story. Yeah. So MSG, I don't think it's necessary in food. I don't use it. Um, what I have found, I, I stopped using products that have MSG in it years ago because a friend of mine told me, hey, you know, there are side effects to this, this, that. So I was more conscious never bought the accent by itself or whatever it is never bought it by itself but you know you just pick up seasonings you weren't paying attention you just pick up something you, you use it works for you blah 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 said no don't use it and ever since i've been checking the labels to see if it's a part of the ingredient in the seasoning blend yeah but natural seasoning is the best way to go and if you can blend up your seasonings, you know, and then let your meat marinate and, you know, just add a little salt and black pepper, you're good to go. Really good to go. Oh, and if you don't have a little white vinegar tip, a little white rum in your um, seasoning blend too, yeah, helps it to soak into your meat. I am not an alcoholic. The, the green seasoning is good too. I don't know if Jamaicans start using it yet, but Trinidadians use it a lot. Okay. But it's the yeah, bottled green, one that's in the supermarket, or do you recommend we make our own? Because if it's on the well, shelf, ma yeah, make it yourself. You just yeah. buy 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 like scallion, onion, garlic, all these stuff, type of stuff, right. and just put some olive oil and, and put it in a in a food processor. Yes, and 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 mix it up. Yes. Hold on, Javel. What did you miss? Thank you, James. Javel, what did you miss? No, I didn't miss anything. Okay. All right. <laughs> Because I saw your comment in the chat. So I was wondering, okay, why did he miss? Okay. So Chick-fil-A remains America's favorite restaurant for the eighth year in a row. A restaurant that 
a restaurant that's only open six days a week and closed on holidays reigns in as America's favorite restaurant for the eighth consecutive year. The American Consumer Satisfaction Index, ACSI, conducted a survey that found consumers prefer full-service restaurants over fast food. But still, the fast food chain topped the list that was released on Tuesday. Americans' satisfaction with fast food restaurants has decreased by 2.6% since last year, earning the category a score of 76. Meanwhile, full-service restaurants kept the same score of 80 from 2021. Despite the drop in fast food popularity this year, Chick-fil-A maintained its score of 83, which was the highest score in the ACSI restaurant survey. Jimmy John's came in at 79. I've never had their food. Both Domino's and KFC both scored 78, while Chipotle, Panera, Pizza Hut, and Starbucks scored 77, the New York Post reported. I'm surprised that Panera scored so low. But anyway, possibly surprisingly, McDonald's scored the lowest in the category with a score of 68. Must be those broken ice cream machines. Yeah. Chick-fil-A said in a statement, we are honored by the results of this survey and we are grateful to our customers for choosing Chick-fil-A. It's truly our pleasure to serve them. More than 170,000 people represent Chick-fil-A in 2,700 restaurants. This recognition is an acknowledgement of the care they put into serving great food with gracious hospitality. Every day, our restaurant team members go above and beyond each day to create a friendly, welcoming place to visit. Yep, gotta give it to them. They, my pleasure. Anything you say to them, my pleasure. And I wish others could do the same. And I'm just going to leave that right there. I know a lot of people are not fond of Chick-fil-A because of their stance. Um, They got me with their food. I don't agree with everything that they say, but they got me with the food. And they support teachers 100% of the way. And I love the fact that they're standing for what they believe in and not being bullied. Right. I agree with that. That's just nice to see that. I love it. The part I don't agree with Dr. Daphne is that we need to understand um, that people are people. Hey, right? we have the right to I am one to, I will have the right to disagree. We forget that part. We forget that it's okay for someone to disagree with you in love. Because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. I have no hate or animosity towards you. That's what my problem is now. Because I disagree in love. Right. Not angrily, not spitefully, not hatefully. So to me, that's what I like, and that's what I will always support them because they're standing their ground in love. And okay. for that, that's what I'm gonna is we I understand that, but we forget that part, and that's mm-hmm. why I like why can I just disagree with you and still love you? Why does that agree with me and then that's it? Otherwise, that's the only way I could show you that I love you. No, that's why I love them. I will always support them for that reason. So let me ask you a question, Dr. Daphne. And I, I did pose this question to someone before. Um, regardless of what our personal or religious beliefs are, if someone is good, a good person, but there's just that one thing about them, do we... Prevent, do we not 
hire them. We, we don't give them a job so they can look after their family, look after themselves because I, our it, beliefs don't align. I don't think they go that far. I don't think it's within their hiring saying that they can hire a certain group of people. They just agree, disagree with a certain mindset. But I don't think they don't hire you because of that. I think we we making into this. We need to look for that statement in the hiring process. They don't say that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to dig a little deeper into that. Yeah. All right. So, sports news. Jailed WNBA star Griner appeals to Biden, get me home. U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner has appealed to President Joe Biden to do all he can to secure her release from jail in Russia, saying in a letter that she is terrified she might remain imprisoned forever. Representatives for Griner, Women's National Basketball Association All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist, released excerpts of the letter on Monday, the same day her agent, Lindsay Kagawa, or Kagawa, Kolas, said it was delivered to the White House. As I sit here in a Russian prison, alone with my thoughts and without the protection of my wife, family, friends, Olympic jersey, or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever, Griner said in the handwritten note. On the 4th of July, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran, she added, referring to Independence Day in the United States. It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year. Griner's trial began in Moscow on July 1st. Two witnesses were questioned by the prosecution, an airport customs official who spoke in open court, and an unidentified witness to a closed session, according to the state news agency RIA Novosti. The trial was then adjourned, it said, when two other witnesses did not show up and the next session was set for July 7. U.S. Charged Affairs, Elizabeth Rood, told reporters at the trial that Griner told her she was keeping the faith and that she was doing as well as can be expected. Griner's imprisonment has drawn calls for action from top U.S. athletes, including her WNBA teammates, who met with U.S. State Department officials in mid-June to push for her release. So, the witnesses don't show up. And what if they don't show up again on July 7? And what if they don't show up again and again and again? What's going to happen to her? What do we think President Joe Biden should do? Should he just hand over the person that's being held here in exchange for the two people they are holding for us? What's the recommendation we would make to President Joe Biden at this time? Could it be that they're not thinking it's worth it? Let's try all other avenues before doing this. What are What's the thought process? What's the reasoning? How do we justify the process? What do we do? Yeah, I think I think he should. They should release um, the, the prisoners that they have for Russia, because that, that's what they did with China. So when when um, what's her name, the 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 CEO of uh, um, Huawei, remember they they released her, and um, the, the 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 um the Chinese government released 
some Canadians um, that they that they had over there. And so, yeah, I, I think they should just release, release, release her. Do a fair exchange. Well, I don't know if it's fair, but but just release her, because. Oh, yeah. release her, but not release the person they have here in exchange no, no, for yeah, her. No, no, okay. release. Yeah, release the, the the prisoner that they have. Like, you know, I I don't think it's the same. It's 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 the same level. Like, chances are, um, you know, the 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 Americans. Well, who knows? Like, what what the the person that was it like a gun smuggler or something like that? Something to that effect. Yeah, just just release them. America is a gun country, so just release them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one, James. <laughs> Highlight the hypocrisy, right? <laughs> I like that. There's an update in regard to the Baltimore Ravens linebacker Jalen Ferguson's death. Last month, it was reported the NFL star passed away suddenly. Now, it's revealed that he died of a fentanyl and cocaine mix. His death was ruled an accident. As we reported in late June, the linebacker passed away at the age of 26. He was found unresponsive in his Baltimore residence and never regained consciousness. He was pronounced dead with medics on the scene. Upon learning of the 26-year-old's death, the team tweeted, We are profoundly saddened by the tragic passing of Jalon Ferguson. The tweet continued, he was a kind, respectful young man with a big smile and infectious personality. We express our heartfelt condolences to Jalon's family and to his friends as we mourn a life lost much too soon. The police did not report any suspicious activity surrounding the death at the time. <sighs> Sad news indeed. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. The wrong one. It's not business and news time. It's Caribbean Corner time. And our first story comes out of Grenada. Caricom should be more than a talk shop says Prime Minister Mitchell. The newly elected Prime Minister of Grenada, Dickon Mitchell, Sunday warned the Caribbean community, CARICOM, against being viewed as a quote-unquote talk shop and urged Caribbean leaders to do more to foster greater regional unity and socioeconomic development. Mitchell, who came to office after leading his National Democratic Congress, to victory in the June 23rd general election, told the opening ceremony of the 43rd CARICOM Summit that for too long, and I quote, this Caribbean community that we all love and have seen and we're viewed as a place where we talk and talk and talk and then we talk some more, and to what end? No, sir, it's time, colleagues, my friends, and all the young people across the Caribbean community. This is indeed our moment, your moment. It's a time for action and a time of choosing. Let us therefore look towards the future for a region with a renewed hope and commitment as in the coming days we review our performance and chart a new way towards a transformative agenda and make a collective and conscious decision at this season at this time of choosing to move all our people, all our citizens, our friends, our loved ones, our sons and daughters, to move all CARICOM 
forward. Mitchell said his vision for CARICOM, as it has been for Grenada, uh, CARICOM and Petite Martinique, is one where we must be transformed into an eco-friendly, fair, equitable, dynamic, prosperous, and stable democracy, capable of sustaining a high quality of life for all our people. Sounds as though he's teaming up with um, Mia Moore. Is it Mia uh, Motley? I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now. Yeah, but but that sounds like talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least at least at least do something before you start talking. <laughs> oh, I know you talk a lot, of, but let's see if you can walk. <laughs> let's see him walk it out, right? Let Let's see what happens. Um, he's young. I'm looking at his picture. He's young. He looks like he's 40s. Looks like he's in his 40s. I need to look him up. Hold on. Let me let me jump over to Google here and see how old he is. And don't James, don't we always ask for young, bright minds to um, pump new ideas and so on and so forth into leadership? Okay, he is 43 years old. I was right. He looks pretty young. Handsome young man. Funny ladies out there looking for, you know what? I'm here passing this man off and I don't even know if he's married. Forgive me, folks. Um, but he seems to have a vision and we need youth to step up, right? Isn't that what we want, James? Youth to step up? Doesn't say anything about him being married, um, folks. So if anyone is interested, he's 43 years old, uh, born October 8, 1978. He is the leader of Grenada. James, didn't we say we want young people, young minds, fresh blood, new initiatives, so on and so forth? He may be a leader with a good um, head on his shoulders. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see over time. Yeah, let's let's give him a fair chance, right? Let's give him a fair chance. So far, he started to speak. Uh, sounds as though he's teaming up with um, Mia Motley you know yeah we need change in the caribbean community and that's for sure right so let's rally behind him and support him as best as we can out of jamaica jsif providing grants to micro enterprises in targeted communities sounds like good news here to me again the jamaica social investment fund is providing grants of up to one hundred thousand dollars to operators of micro enterprises in targeted communities under its integrated community development project Eligible individuals must be between 18 and 30 years old and from communities of Salt Spring, Anchovy, Norwood, and Mount Salem in St. James, Treadlight in Clarendon, Augustown, Greenwich Town, and Denham Town in Kingston and St. Andrew. Managing Director JSIF Omar Sweeney said the grant is being provided through Cycle 3 of the Enterprise Youth Development Grant Initiative, which is funded to the tune of $15 million. These are not cash grants, but based on needs and what persons would point out as their difficulty. They may receive equipment, training in accounting and budgeting, managing the business, marketing and customer service. He also said that successful applicants can also receive support to register themselves as a company. Sweeney is encouraging persons to apply, especially if you have a business and you think that you need an investment. Sometimes you just need a refrigerator, hair dryer, 
a vacuum or a power washing machine to allow your business to maneuver, noting that they can also receive resources to make their business pivot. He said that if the support provided will, will enable the business operator to employ an additional person, then that is a big bonus in terms of being able to receive the grant. The deadline to apply for the grant is Friday, July 8th. Additional details, including application requirements and forms, are available on the JSIF's website at www.jsif.org. Again, that website, www.j, I'm sorry, www.jsif.org. As I'm reading this article, I came across a um, post, <laughs> Miss Kitty. Yes, Miss Kitty, you know, Miss Kitty does not put her mouth on the ground and talk. She not put her mouth on the ground and talk. She says, and what, what she has to say, and she's not wrong. So watch this article, this post, I'm sorry, not an article, this post that, a clip that was posted above her as she was talking on radio. And she, the essence of it is she's relaying incidents where people in the diaspora have constantly sent money home to family or friends. Family or friends will reach out and say, hey, listen, I have a business idea. I want to, you know, buy and sell some clothes or I want to try this little venture. And the people in the diaspora rally behind and say, okay, and send the money. Send the money to them. And... You know, they say it's going good. And then after a couple months, all of a sudden, they don't hear anything else about that venture, that business. Give it a couple more months. They hear from the relative or the friend again. Hey, I have this other thing and I want to grow some chicken and sell the chicken, them and so on and so forth. Okay. Send the money again. So you hear it's going good, right? Because you're checking in on your investment because you're helping them. And yes, it's an investment that you're probably not getting a return on directly, but indirectly you're getting a return because you're looking at it, okay, I can wean them off of having to send Western Union every week or every whatever, ever so often. But then that business, you don't hear about it again. Just nothing happens. And then they keep coming to you with business idea after business idea after business idea. And her cry really is that people in the diaspora need to wake up and realize that they're being used. They're being used. You know, I remember I would go to my father with business ideas. Oh, I want to do this. You know what he would say to me? Bring, bring me a business plan. Draw up a business plan. And I was like, what? What do I need a business plan for? I know I, I'm telling you what I want to do. This is what I, I, this is how I see it. This is how I envision it. This is what we, we, you know, and I'm beating off my mouth and going on. And no matter what I said, okay, sounds good. Bring me a business plan. Yeah. So in the diaspora, we probably need to be asking them for a business plan and stop sending the money to them Instead, you want a chicken farm? No problem. Let me come down and we're going to build a coop and I'm going to buy the chickens and I'm going to get the feed. I'm going to get the supply you need. You know, 
yeah let's do that we're gonna get some plastic bags and we're gonna get a deep freeze let's do that instead of giving them the money so you're no longer atms in you know what's crazy to me is that when you look at jamaica for the past 40 40 something years um they brag about you know building highways and doing this and doing that but they have no one since independent have been able to to um provide like you know a, a good environment for business a good business environment in jamaica where business can because for the past 40 years jamaica is between um 50 to to, to 40 something um percent um informal business activities going on there and to me like i'm amazed that the countries can still like they're still like street light because because 50 percent is nothing like in, in 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 north america like anything you're doing you 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 sure say government coming for their their portion <laughs> anything that you're doing but in jamaica like every single shop like all those like little corner shop and stuff like that you, you have a lot of those places wholesale making thousands of dollars and nobody's paying tax mm -hmm. mechanic don't pay tax like nobody pay tax so you know and it's not like you can't even blame the people because said people in jamaica who live in jamaica and don't pay tax go to america go to canada go to england and they pay tax right away <laughs> so the government needs to create an environment so so that you know um and it's, it's amazing that they're, they're you know highways and all these stuff but they still can't create that environment where you know like people can can feel comfortable starting small businesses and and um, registering for their 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 taxes and stuff like that and pay up their tax because they know that you know it's going to go to better roads and 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 better schools and police officers and stuff you know i'm gonna push back on that james they don't want to pay taxes they don't and the very people who don't want to pay taxes are the ones who will curse the ones who pay taxes yeah but how do you explain how do you explain when they go in a different environment they pay this they pay the tax that's it that's the thing we that's why discipline. I don't, no but that's why i feel like that's why i feel like it's 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 an environment because i I witness a lot of stuff. A lot of people come from Jamaica and come to Canada and how you see them behaving in Jamaica, they behave completely different in Canada. Like, you know, so, so on multiple levels. Like, you come to Canada, you know, say, so you can't walk on the street and say, oh, I go and be a bear and, and, and touch somebody <laughs> and, and stuff like that. You can't do that. Straight right. prison. So you adjust the environment. Um, you know that you can't do certain, you know you can't say a gay guy walking on the street and say yo burn at this and burn at that you know you can't do that so you adjust the environment so i feel like the government need to because the thing is the government responsibility is not to take care of people it's to create an environment where people can take care of themselves and and the government since independence 60 years have failed miserably because jamaicans like like go anywhere go atlanta go new york go all over the place like Jamaican millionaires all over the place, so they so they're going they're going in a in an environment where, um, you know, good for business and, and and structured and organized and everything, and they make millions. A lot of Jamaicans overseas 
running big corporation, doing their own business and doing stuff like that. And some of those same people could not do it in Jamaica because the, the environment is not right for, for, for business, you know? So how do we create that environment? I think it's a mindset issue. I honestly believe it's something to do with their mindset. And here's why I'm saying that, James. You pointed out a huge fact. The minute they touch down on foreign soil, whether it's in England, Canada, the U.S., anywhere in the world, immediately, immediately, without a doubt, just watch them in the airport. They're the most courteous people. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Officers ask, customs officers ask, or immigration officers asking them questions. Oh, my gosh. They are so well-behaved. A customs officer in Jamaica, or an immigration officer in Jamaica, will ask them the very question. Attitude. Turn all the way up. They class them all sorts of ways. The very people who will use the restroom on the side of the road in Jamaica will land in a foreign country today and find a bathroom. Whether it's clean or not, they find a bathroom. Yeah, but, but, the, but the reason why they find it, because they know that if they don't find it, what's <laughs> going to happen? <laughs> so, you know, the environment. But bathrooms are provided, but they still don't use it. Receptacles for garbage are provided, and they still drop the trash on the side of the road next to the receptacle. Explain that, James. Explain that. And if the police is passing... And said to him, hey man, pick that up. Them cuss out the police. Cuss out the police. How do we yeah, fix but, that? Yeah, but, but if you do that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you do stuff like that in Canada, like, you, you probably get a $1,000 ticket. Right. You know, for, like, drive and throw stuff through your window. And because, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, hopefully, like, I see, like, they're taking steps like with the NEDS program and stuff like that with, with, because like when you, if a police stop you and like you're, you're linked to every system, social security number, whatever, like your, the SIM card, your, your, everything is linked. And so once they stop you, you throw something out of the car and they stop you and they, they, they get your name and information, you're going to pay a ticket. And, and if you, if you cuss out the police, your ticket will get bigger. You know, so it's the environment. Like, they have to be serious about stuff like that. Start charging people. And, and, and when and, they and do that, James, you know what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen now? Yeah, but somebody have to start, though. Have somebody, to have start. To, somebody have to start. Yeah. Somebody have to get serious. Like, all the money where the politician and my teeth up, like, you know, give people an option. Give people an option. And then if they don't use it, then you start charging. But if you don't give them any option, then you can't really charge them. Yeah. So it's, we, we need to create the environment. We need to instill fear in them then. We need to instill fear. Let um, me give, give you an example. There's this, somebody that I know, um, have 20 pitney <laughs> in a, like, not just Canada, but all over the place. And wow. okay. him, him have, one of the last child him have here, like, um, 
he didn't want to take care of the child. And the, his baby mother or whatever, you know, took him to court to garnish his wages. And him say, you know what? I prefer leave Canada than, than you get money from me for that child there. And him get up and him leave Canada. And him come back to Canada now, like 20 years later, ready for collecting pension. <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> government, the government show him the breakdown and say like, okay, we paid, we, 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 we paid the child support for you. And this was year one. This was year two up until mm -hmm. year 20. And nothing, zero. So stuff like that. Like the government have to be serious. You know, with, with, and, and people will mess around. Once they know you're serious, them don't, the, the amount of people where, where, you know, like, you know, you're growing and you have pitney all over the place and, and the government just garnish your wages. They're not doing stuff like that in Jamaica. So create the environment yeah. that, that will make people think twice that there, there's like, if you do this, that's going to be the result. Good point, James, because as you're saying that with regard to the man who went back after 20 years, I'm not sure if it's being done now in Jamaica. If anyone knows, please let me know. Um, but what they need to do, just as babies are born here, you get your um, social security number, right? They need to have the same thing. You get your TRN number or the, the, the NIDS number right away. And you're put in the system. So you're born today, you get a number today. That needs to happen. And I think that is how the change is going to come about. Um, and then everybody who needs a document, I know right now you have to have your TRN number for a lot of things, but force people, you're coming to pick up money from Western Union, where's your TRN or your N N NIDS number? Yeah, force everybody to be registered in the system. And everybody needs to pay taxes. Everybody. Body needs to pay taxes because it's a few who are carrying the burden of the country and yet it's a few who are carrying the burden that are cursed out and are called wicked and this and that but not realizing that it's the few who um, are the ones carrying the burden of the hospitals for example we complain about health care but really and truly if everybody was paying taxes, now we could hold the government responsible and say, hey, listen, where's the money going? But you're only making money off of a few. Yeah, and, and the thing is, people are understanding are like 50%. That's why, like, the first time I went to, they, they used to have this money expo in, in New Kingston, a Pegasus, every year. And the first time when I went there and, and, I, and, and I heard the figure, I nearly dropped out of my chair. I said, 50%? Like, how is that possible? It's like, it's like you are mal and they will my work. A mal and say, you know what, I'm not bring all my, my 50% of the pay. You have to go, you know, pay the mortgage by yourself, pay the light by yourself, pay the water by yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's it. 50%. Just, just look at Jamaica now. Look at the roads that's in Jamaica. Like, Jamaica, I've been through a lot of transformation. You got here now, sometime you will last if you're not careful. <laughs> just imagine... Just imagine if Jamaica was getting, because no, nobody's getting 100%. But just imagine if we were getting 90%. And, and, and the breakdown with the 50%, the 50% are business who are registered. Mm -hmm. That are the 50%. And, and the other number that's scary too is that out of the 50% that's registered, 
only about 60 to 70 percent are paying tax. <laughs> so just just let them number they soak in. 50 percent register and out of the 50 percent and all of them are pay tax. <laughs> Some of the big company them like Grace Kennedy, DNG, a lot of those companies find ways to wiggle them way out of millions of dollars of taxes. I remember one time, I think it was Red Stripe. Red Stripe did all, a whole heap of tax. And I think a PJ did come and say, yo, we need to pay up the tax. And um, the, the, the CEO or whatever at the time said, look, we now pay all of it. And if you force, if you force to pay it, we're going to move Red Stripe out of Jamaica and, and carry them to uh, Ireland or somewhere else. Threaten the government and the government have to step back. Yes, so it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what? Well, we could go on and on about that. But yeah. Fewer Jamaicans deported from the U.S. in 2021. Guess this is good news. There was a 40.3% reduction in the number of Jamaicans deported from the United States in 2021. The reduction resulted in an overall 23.3% decline in deportations when compared to the previous year. Also referred to as involuntary returned uh, migrants, the total number de of deportees sent back in 2021 was 501. This is down from 653 in 2020. And the statistics are contained in the 2021 edition of the Economic and Social Survey Jamaica, which has been tabled in the House of Representatives. According to the figures, the overall decline in deportations to Jamaica last year was in spite of increases in the number of people sent back from Canada, which was up 60.6%, and the category called Other Countries, which was up 28.6%. Despite the big reduction, the U.S. is still the main country from which people are deported, comprising 56.1% of the total. So they're starting to behave themselves abroad? Okay. And on the sports front, out of Jamaica, Shaw leads Jamaica to victory against Mexico in World Cup qualifier. And this is latest soccer. Jamaica secured a positive start in their bid to qualify for back-to-back -back FIFA Women's World Cups by beating host country Mexico 1-0 in their opening Group A fixture of the CONCACAF Women's Championship in Monterrey, Mexico on Monday night. Did anyone watch the match? I didn't even know that match was being played. The CONCACAF Women's Championship serves as the region's final round of qualifying for the FIFA Women's World Cup Australia and New Zealand 2023 and as a qualifier for the Paris 2024 Summer Olympics. The championship is being played entirely in Monterey, Mexico, and the tournament's 16 matches are split across two stadiums, Estadio Universitario and Estadio BBVA. All right, Jamaica. Good job, ladies. What's up, James? Ladies are taking it away. <laughs> In our story out of Latin America, Venezuelan migrant children struggle to access education. And this is so unfortunate that children are being held ransom. When Eliana Kaman boarded a bus from Venezuela to Peru with her two children, Two years ago, she knew the journey ahead would be arduous. She did not count on the less obvious obstacles she would face en route to a better life. The children have lost their education but because the schools in Peru would not accept them. And they're not, and here's what was said we do not accept Venezuelans. 
Amid an enormous wave of migration across Latin America, aid agencies are sounding the alarm about the barriers that persist for migrant children to access something that should be universally guaranteed, an education. In Peru, a recent study conducted for Save the Children found that one in four Venezuelan migrant children in Lima and La Libertad, the most popular parts of Peru, were not enrolled in school. In Colombia, research by a Bogota think tank found that adolescents whose status was stated as irregular were being turned away from school. What I would say is this. I don't think any child, especially in the elementary years, should be denied, regardless of whether um, things are in order or not. Um, Yes, people will say it's not our responsibility because they are not citizens of the country or they're here illegally. These are children. Do not deny them that access. You're denying them that access because you're punishing the parents, but you're punishing the child too. I get it. I get it. I get the reasoning behind why governments will do that, that we're paying for the education of children who aren't born here and blase, blase, blase. But can we be humanitarian really in our efforts? Do what, you know, force the parents to get themselves sorted out, but allow the children to get an education in the meantime. That, that's what I'm going to say on that one. In Believe It or Not news, Bodega Bro loses job for TikTok video mocking NYC bodegas. One thing New Yorkers don't play about is their bodegas. A Midwestern man who recently located to the city learned that lesson the hard way after losing his job for posting a TikTok mocking the beloved corner stores. Griffin Green, dubbed Bodega Bro, claimed that he had just moved to the city for a tech job and had difficulty finding a grocery store. In the video, he explains that putting grocery store into Apple Maps has only resulted in bodegas. Okay, so I just moved to New York. I'm going to the grocery shopping and I'm like, grocery stores, let me type that in. And there are none. It's always the bodegas. And I'm trying to get eggs and yogurt and cheese and crap like that. Green laments that he's been to about five stores before and doesn't know what he's going to eat for dinner. And he's looking for places like Publix and Kroger's and Whole Foods. Okay. But he quickly faced backlash from Twitter users who felt he was mocking food desserts that exist in New York City. People promptly began posting other controversial videos with one of Green declaring like, He's the only white dude in a gym and another taken during pride seemingly mocking gay people. Users quickly found that Green was employed by software company Outreach, which confirmed via a tweet that he was no longer employed with the company. Reason reports that Green wasn't terminated just for this. It was also for posting his confidential offer letter. Green is now out of work and on the hook for a one-year lease in NYC. <laughs> good for him good morning everybody good morning consequences yep consequences yeah. how you gonna mock the bodega listen you don't do that don't do that so talk about a terrible thing a DJ who was hired for a prom all my DJs in the building, please. 
you know, do, do me a favor. Protect yourselves. Protect yourselves. So, a DJ was hired for a prom. <laughs> Has taken a lot of heat for playing Ed Sheeran's song, Thinking Out Loud. Although, nothing is wrong with the song, the lyrics in the opening line, when your legs don't work like they used to before, made the crowd cringe. Why? Prom queen Sarah Mendenhall sat in the middle of the dance floor in a wheelchair as the song played. The clip, which was posted by user Celeste Orozco on Thursday, has garnered 16 million views and shows the crowd's response to the chosen song. This would haunt me the rest of my life if I were DJ Orozco wrote on top of the scene, which has also received over 2.8 million likes and 44,000 comments. The DJ knew exactly what he was doing, one user claimed with another, adding, he's effed up, bro. Someone else guessed the DJ was slipped a $20 to play that song by the girl who came in second place. The video has definitely caused a wide range of responses, including another DJ who said, I'm a wedding DJ, ouch. One user admitted, we can't know every lyric to every song, but damn. Despite the uproar, the prom queen has had the final say on it. Hey, everyone. So this is me. I found it really funny and ironic. I didn't know what was playing until way after because I was trying to dance. Had a great prom night. Had a good laugh about it the next day. Orozco responded, adding that men and doll was her best friend. And please stop with the hate. Uh, uh okay. So DJs, here's what I'm going to recommend going forward. Get a rundown of everybody's situation before you compile your playlist. Now, when you go there to the venue, make sure you look at everybody in the building and any song that may offend them, remove them. You might walk out with an empty playlist, but any song that's going to offend them, remove the song. Is this what DJs have to do now? Absolutely will not. They're going to they're gonna be some offended people. But you start doing that, you won't play no songs. Exactly. Really? Where And the, the, the part that the friend is going to say, please stop with the hate. Where is hate in playing that song? It's a beautiful song. And I don't think the DJ was being malicious. I don't think so at all. But I would say, though, if the girl was in the middle of the dancer in a wheelchair, he should be a little bit more self-aware. I, I would say that, though. Okay, hold on there, naturalist. But did he see her right away? What if the crowd is around her? What if where he's located, he can't see in the middle? Not until people move away. Then he, get, then he gets a pass. Thank you. Thank you. Just protect yourself, DJs. Yeah, we need to be very careful. Vet, you know, scout out your crowd before you start playing. A Texas man receives 10 years behind bars after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting a horse. Really? On Wednesday, Jean-Marie Bogoma was convicted after pleading guilty to bestiality. 
Bogova performed his sick acts at a San Antonio equine boarding facility. The crimes occurred at least three times between June 2020 and February 2021. During the first assault, he was caught on surveillance camera walking through the stables naked. The owner later noticed that two of the horses were injured and took them to a vet. The vet determined the animals had been sexually assaulted. Months later, authorities say Bugoma returned to the stables to have sex with another horse. The owner noticed two other horses had been hobbled, which means their legs were bound together. When the owner reported the incident to authorities in February, they obtained a warrant that determined DNA taken from one of the horses matched that of the suspect. Are women in short supply? He, he, he can't court someone, date someone, marry someone. He has to turn to horses. What a task. How do you get up there? <laughs> okay, I'm going to take this one because I'm in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he had to bow those horses because those horses were gonna kick the life out of him. But how did he get up there? Did he have a step stool to get up there on the back of the horse? What what did he do? Or did he jump up on the back of the horse and then slide back? So if he bounded their legs, maybe he put them to lay down. He don't want a woman though. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because he don't want a woman. Okay, horses are hung. I know the first time I saw that, I was shocked <laughs> how hung they are. He does not want a woman, <laughs> and I yield my mic. Thank oh you for the laugh. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree, Yar. The the horses should be allowed to assault him back. <laughs> I bet he would never again. Really. Uh I'm wondering how the horse probably feel like a little mouse is tickling the horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I've done. Yeah, but but what what if the horse gave consent? You know what, James? <laughs> I, I doubt compared to what the horse normally get will give consent for a mosquito to be back. I'm sorry. <laughs> a mosquito bite. And then from one horse story to a next, a wealthy horse heiress charged with allegedly raping a 14-year-old boy four times in one day. This is just preposterous. Savannah Daisley was charged Monday with having sex with a teenager four times on May 20th, 2021 in her home. Authorities say Daisley spoke to the victim over the phone and admitted to kissing him, but claims she does not remember engaging in sex acts with him. It is unclear how she initially met the boy. In a recent social media post, Daisley celebrated over 200 days of sobriety, disclosing that she'd had a drinking problem. In a recorded conversation with a police officer, the mother of two alluded to being intoxicated during the assault. I thought we had placed this in a little box and thrown it deep into the sea, she reportedly said on the tape. On Tuesday... The founder of Smart Cleanse and daughter of famed horse breeder Ross Daisley appeared in Waverley Local Court in Sydney, Australia. Judge Jacqueline Millage denied her bond despite her wealthy father offering $10,000 for her release. She will remain behind bars for at least a month until her next court appearance on August 2nd. Police have also granted an unapprehended violence order to the victim. 
Daisley used her fortune to jumpstart Smart Cleanse in 2014, a 14-day weight loss program. She has also authored two books about health and wellness. Daisley has not yet entered a plea, but her attorney, Pierre de Dassel, expects her to plead not guilty to the charges. He claims that the claims against her were made out of pure spite. There is motivation around the timing of it that really affects the credibility and the strength of the case. Four times a 14-year-old lady, 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 lady. Money can't buy you out of everything. <sighs> oh, hold on. I just saw something in the chat. Oh, oh my gosh. No, 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 no. In some parts of Colombia, they sleep with donkeys openly. I watched a documentary about that. Oh, my God, that's just sickening. <sighs> In entertainment news, R. Kelly to remain on suicide watch following his 30-year sentence. It's for his own safety. R. Kelly alleges that he was put on suicide watch as a kind of punishment last week after a judge sentenced him to 30 years in prison for using his fame to molest underage girls. However, federal authorities are disputing this assertion. Following a psychological evaluation, the disgraced R&B superstar is still under suicide watch for his own safety. And this is according to court documents released late Saturday by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn. When Kelly, you know something. Can, can we have something else to talk about in entertainment news? Yeah, um... Should I care? I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to care. But DJs, are you playing his songs? Do we play? When we go out and we hear his songs, do we dance? Or do we stand still? Uh, it all depends. I mean, people still, people still request his songs. I, I, I try not to put a, a, a do not play list with any artist in particular, because if I start being a more police when it comes to their art, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I would not play Vibes Cartel. I would not play, you know, the rapist, Jack Cure. I wouldn't, there's just so many songs that I would not play. Michael Jackson. It, it's just so, I don't, I don't put that, that kind of restriction on myself. If a client said don't play R. Kelly, then I won't play R. Kelly. Right. Uh, would, it, would it be like my, my, my first go-to song? No, but I don't have any artists on my band list right now. Okay. Thank you for but that. I've not played R. Kelly. I've not played like R. Kelly in a while, though. But I wouldn't say he's bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for that, um, DJ Naturalist. Here's a little time Cruz to take us back. Now I may not be the worst or the best, but you gotta respect my honesty. And I may break your heart, but I don't really think there's anybody as bomb as me. So you can take this chance in the end. Everybody's gonna be wondering how you deal. You might say this is ludicrous, but tie your cruise tell us how you
to say thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. On Moments with me, you're listening to Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views always. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And here's what's coming up later on today. DJ Naturalist presents Naturalist Live at 5 p.m. Eastern in the Quality Music Zone on QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalists' views. Tune into JohnNoRadio.com at 3 p.m. for Strictly Foundation with our newest DJ, DJ Trouble. Then at 7 p.m., it's the Rosolo Show, live on JanoRadio.com, QMZRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, and Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Tonight, Rosolo speaks with special guest, Penny Blessed. And don't you dare log off, because right after the Rosolo show, stay logged on to JanoRita.com for Vibes Tuesday with DJ Rookie at 9 p.m. Eastern. Well, I'm certainly going to ask you all to enjoy the rest of your day. Wherever you go, whatever you do, please be safe. Look forward to seeing you here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and of course on Clubhouse. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online twenty four seven. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye.